He has a nose for news and a face for radio. You're listening to Price's Highway, the podcast with your host, Steve Price. Buckle up, Spring Hill Metroplex, and enjoy the ride. Spring Hill can't have it all, but if it could, what would you like to see set up shop? A real page turner. Hear about a stylish new magazine featuring the folks of Spring Hill. Enjoy a thrilling conversation with a man behind Miller's Thrillers. Checking in with the chamber. Hear about their passport program that will get you on the move and possibly rewarded with incredible prizes. What's your problem? That's the name of a new local podcast. We'll talk to the host who just might have some solutions. You've probably heard their hits on the radio. Meet the Thompson Station couple behind some really big songs. This time on Price's Highway, the podcast. Giddy up. Let's do this thing. You're listening to Price's Highway presented by Price Sells Homes. Don't think twice. Call Carrie Price at 615-497-3317. That's 615-497-3317. Now back to the podcast. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to another exciting episode of Price's Highway, the podcast. I'm your host, Steve Price. And man, oh, man, do we have a big show for you. As you may or may not know, this show features the people, places, and events happening in the Spring Hill area and beyond. And every once in a while, we'll do some wacky things. Wacky things like top ten lists. Speaking of, here are the top ten signs you have lived in Spring Hill for way too long. All right, so here are the top 10 signs you've lived in the Spring Hill area too long. Number 10, you answer all your questions in a roundabout way. Number nine, you refer to all sodas as Sundrop. Number eight, you've been under construction on a widening project for years. Number seven, all the Mexican restaurant owners know you by name. Number six, you still can't for the life of you understand what in the world is up with the landing. Number five, you're still driving a Saturn. Number four, your invite to the mayor's ball somehow got lost in the mail once again. Or was that just my invitation? I don't know. All right, so number three, your attempt to feel the welcome was met with a hefty fine. Number two, all the liquor store owners know you by name. And the number one sign you've lived in Spring Hill too long, you refer to Highway 31 as Price's Highway. Okay, okay, so you've been here forever, shopping at the same shops, eating at the same restaurants. So I was curious... What do the good people of this area want to see move in so they can enjoy spending their hard-earned cash buying their wares and eating their fares? So I posed that question on the Prices Highway Facebook group. And if you haven't joined, do so right now at facebook.com groups slash Prices Highway. And some of those Facebook group members are joining us now by phone. Okay, Stacy joins me now. Stacy, what would you like to see come to Spring Hill? I would love to see Portillo's come to Spring Hill. 
Portillo's. Tell me about Portillo's. So um, I grew up in Chicagoland area. I was in the Northwest Burbs, and Portillo's is a Chicago staple. Um, so it's Chicago dogs, Italian beef, and the best chocolate cake you will probably ever eat in your life. Really? Yeah. Oh, Hands and- down. Ask anybody that's had it. <laughs> okay. So, so, so tell me about it. Describe the uh, delicious chocolate cake there. So it's just super moist and they just make it. And I heard the secret ingredient that they use is mayonnaise what? in the batter. Yeah. Oh, come on. I know, but it makes sense. It Ugh. makes sense though. Cause it's oil and eggs. I mean, if you think about it. Okay. All right. I'll take your word for it. Now talk about those Chicago dogs that only Portillo's can make. Yeah. So the Chicago dog is, the only way to eat a hot dog, if you ask anybody that's from Chicago. I'm not from like Chicago, but I totally agree. Yeah, see? So we can turn we can turn people, even if they're not from <laughs> Chicago. But yeah. um, they describe it as a salad on top of the hot dog. Mm. That's what a lot of people will say. Mm. But it's, it's really just a delicious Vienna-themed wiener on a uh, poppy seed bun that has also been steamed. And then it's topped with all the fixings. Your bright green relish, mustard, that crispy dill pickle, tomatoes, and don't forget you have to have the celery salt and sport peppers on there to make it authentic. Oh, yeah, and lots and lots of ketchup. Yeah, and onions, lots of onions. <laughs> I, was setting no, you up. <laughs> I was setting you up for that. <laughs> I was like, wait a second, no, no, no. <laughs> Yeah, some people enjoy ketchup on their hot dogs. And some enjoy, I hate to say it, and we've said it before with a, with a cake, mayonnaise on their hot dogs. Now, that's just uh, that's gross. Just, that's just twisted. And there's actually another <laughs> Chicagoland hot dog place where that's they don't explicit. even keep ketchup in their restaurant. Good for them. Because... Yep, they won't, they won't allow it. No, I'm telling you, ketchup does not belong on a hot dog. I don't care what anybody says. That stuff needs to stay away. Amen. Especially a ch- Amen. Chicago dog. Okay, so talk about this Italian beef. Okay, so it's it's been tried to be recreated. People think of it as like a French dip or maybe a Philly cheesesteak. Mm-hmm. No, it's none of that. It is this perfect, delicious French roll that's topped with this like savory, sliced, really super thin beef. And you have to get it wet. So they actually take your sandwich and dip it in this, what they call gravy. It's not au jus, it's not sauce, it's gravy. Now we're talking and... about from the south right here. You've got, you've got the southerner's attention. <laughs> no, no, no. Gravy. It's not a it's not a thick, creamy gravy. It's like it's like a broth, okay. but it's so flavorful and delicious. And it just the bread doesn't fall apart because it's the specific roll that they use only at Portillo's and Chicago restaurants to make the Italian beef, and it literally makes the sandwich. And then you can top it with jardinera, spicy peppers, or just regular um, sweet green bell peppers. Delicious. Absolutely delicious. So if Spring Hill got a Portillo's right now, today, the door's open, you go in, what are you ordering right now? I'm ordering um, a beef with sweet, dip, hot on the side, cheese fries, and a slice of chocolate cake. That sounds delicious. Hey, thanks so much, Stacey. Appreciate it. No worries. Thanks for your time. Okay, and Heather joins us now. Heather, what would you like to see come to Spring Hill? Well, we would love to see Demas's come. It's one of our favorite restaurants, and with it recently closing in Nashville, uh, I think it would be a wonderful place that and a great fit for Spring Hill. 
I think you're right. I love that place. What's your favorite menu item? It would have to be the chicken and rice soup. One of my all-time yes. favorites. Very with the good. Parmesan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about your entree of choice? Steaks are my favorite. They have little steak medallions. You can get it with peppers and onions, or you can get it plain. And uh, with a side of Alfredo, that is my go-to. <laughs> so how do you think it would uh, fare here in Spring Hill? I think people would welcome it. You know, they are a family-owned business. They are committed to high quality with high quality service. And I think that's something that our people at Spring Hill would totally appreciate. So it's very affordable. You know, they have great kids' menus. They've got, you know, lots of options, a great-to-go um, menus that can be family-style or individual orders. And, you know, lots of as well in the gluten-free or the, you know, vegetarian realm that are very, very affordable as well and delicious. Do you ever get dessert there? We do. Usually we get their brownies. We love their brownies. <laughs> they, they have a brownie and typically uh, we go there a lot for special occasions and they'll come out and one of their traditions is that if it's a special occasion, they will come out and do a picture for you and you get it, fra- they send it to you in a little frame when you check out so you get that time for special occasions. Wonderful. That's, that's great. So uh, Heather, you would like to see Demas's come to Spring Hill. We would love that. Okay, everybody, we have Clay on the line. Clay, what would you like to see come to the Spring Hill area? I would love to see a little restaurant called Powell's Southern Service uh, come to the Spring Hill area. It's native. If you're from Northeast Tennessee, Southwest Virginia, you know it well is a wonderful little restaurant to that area. I've never heard of it. Tell me a little bit about it. So Pals, like I said, it's native to Northeast Tennessee area. It is, uh, once you see it, you'll never unsee it. It is a teal blue building on on the front of it. It has a giant hamburger, hot dog, fries, and milkshake. Uh, Very iconic. You've maybe seen pictures of it online. It's very, uh, it's very eye catching, but it's a, it's a sudden service restaurant. Uh, they are the fastest fast food restaurant, I think. I mean, nationally, they they pride themselves on like from the first window to the second window, where you you know you first your order and get your food it is under a minute uh, that you have it. They have they do breakfast, lunch, and dinner, uh, ranging all kinds of different foods. Uh, your standard, you know, hamburgers, hot dogs, but also the for breakfast they have your your biscuits and biscuits and gravy and uh, things of that nature, as well as milkshakes and sweet tea, unsweet tea, and all kinds of soft drinks. Well, that sounds like a match made in heaven right here in Spring Hill. Yeah, what, what's your go-to? Like, let's let's talk go- breakfast first. Yeah, yeah. My, my go-to favorite for breakfast, I love their sausage biscuit, and I love the sausage biscuit with grape jelly on it. And as well, uh, a thing that they call cheddar rounds, which is a hash brown, but it's not just your ordinary hash brown. It's stuffed with cheddar cheese. Mm. And then they, when it comes out of the fryer, they top it with their uh, signature seasoned salt. And it is, it is prime deal. Wow. That sounds (laughs) awesome. What about for lunch or dinner? For lunch or dinner, my favorite is they call it the Big Pal, which is their hamburger. And the way I get it, I get the Big Pal, I get it with cheese. Mm-hmm. And I get it topped with their signature sauce. Oh, signature so sauce. Let's talk uh, about signature sauce. What, what do you think signature, signature sauce. sauce? 
because I think what's in it, and you know, who knows what's actually in it, but the best recreation I can do is it's like a ketchup, mustard, relish, and some like Worcestershire sauce in it, or however <laughs> you say that word. <laughs> but it is it is wonderful. It is decadent, and you take that and you put it on top of the burger, and then you get it with their fries, which are you know matchstick fries, uh, also topped with that signature seasoned salt. Uh, and you get that with a sweet tea and you can add peach or rasp to the sweet tea and it's real good. Oh, that sounds awesome. What about uh, shakes? What's your favorite shake? So my favorite shake, uh, it's, it's not offered at every location, but my favorite is the peanut butter milkshake. And if you ask for it, you could say a peanut butter half and half, which means they will do a half peanut butter milkshake, half chocolate milkshake. And it is so good if you like peanut butter. Wow, you're slurping a Reese's. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Straight, <laughs> straight from the tap. Yeah. Do you, um, now see my favorite milkshake is a chocolate banana milkshake. Do they, do they have something like that? They don't do banana, unfortunately. And that's actually one of my favorites too. So I wish they would, but they got the chocolate, strawberry, vanilla, and then peanut butter at some of the locations. Well, that place sounds wonderful. Yeah. Come come on pals. Let's, let's, uh, let's get you a place over here in Spring Hill. Oh yeah. You would be very welcome. We would love it. <laughs> All right. Clay, thanks so much. Okay, now we have Chris on the line. Chris, what would you like to see coming to the Spring Hill area? Man, I would love to see some good, uh, authentic Cajun food uh, come to Spring Hill. That would be good. Um, yeah, there's a few places that kind of have this and that along that, those lines. But, man, I, I spent some time in uh, working in, in uh, Louisiana back in the 80s, and I kind of fell in love with Cajun food and, and uh kind of crave the authentic stuff you know there's um not a lot of that in the area what's your favorite dish uh probably crawfish etouffee but yeah. i love a good gumbo you know oh yeah yeah um are there any places uh in in the louisiana area kind of a, a even a chain that you're thinking of that would be good to come out uh well you know the places that that i remember and this was a long time ago yeah. when i was living down there but i mean i remember ralph and Kaku's. I remember Don's Seafood. I remember um, uh, there was a place in Bro Bridge called the Crawfish Kitchen. I don't know if that was a chain or not. Um, what's the other one? Landry's, of course. Everybody oh, knows yeah. about Landry's. Yeah. That's a that's a good one. That would be a uh, really but, good but, place to have yeah. come here. But, you know, a lot of the best food down there is just little mom-and-pop places, you know, like sure. anywhere, I guess, that, where you could just get an outstanding po' boy with – great french bread you know and and stacked with fried oysters or whatever you know so it wasn't always the chains but some of the you know some of the white tablecloth places were fantastic too you know sure okay so cajun food needs to come to spring hill i agree yeah that's that's my thought on it absolutely thank you so much all right now we have a special guest on the line of mayor graham mayor how are you Hey, doing great, Stephen. How are you? Doing wonderful. What would you like to see come to Spring Hill? I tell you, you know, being in, having been in the food industry for 30-some years, you know, my heart leans more toward the entrepreneur-type spirit. You know, I'd like to see uh, more privately owned, chef-driven restaurants probably, Mm -hmm. you know, and, uh, you know, a lot like 12th Avenue South in Nashville, that kind of vibe of, you know, to where we have that uh, uh, entrepreneur-type spirit. Now, 
do, do we also need the chains and, and, and even the smaller chains, the regional like Jonathan's and Martin's Barbecue? Sure. You know, uh, definitely support those. Uh, as far as a big boy chain, you know, I'm kind of like a lot of your viewers. Uh, I'm a Whataburger fan. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, now you're yeah. speaking my and, language. Uh, yeah, and, you know, and we've had conversations with Whataburger. And now it's no big secret that they are planning a Tennessee expansion. And, uh, and what, you know, to us, our argument is we would be the best choice as they move up from Alabama north in their expansion into Tennessee. You know, we would be a very logical location. Oh, I think uh, so. Yeah. So I think Spring Hill will continue, uh, you know, our discussions and, and let them know contingently that uh, we'd love to see them in Spring Hill. And, uh, and I know I know how many people in Spring Hill, just like the Chick-fil-A. You know, I've only gotten heavily involved in one food service uh, establishment coming to Spring Hill, and that was the Chick-fil-A. You know, I got a little engaged in, to that one. And uh, so I kind of like to, you know, you know, see the same thing happen with uh, something like a Whataburger. And, uh, and also, I'd love to see a Cheddar's. I think Cheddar's would fit that. Yeah. Spring Hill would fit so well, you know, uh, with, the, with the Cheddar's type thing. And Demos, I know a lot of people have asked about Demos. And I know Demos has looked at Spring Hill. Uh, we have spoke with them. Uh, they have looked at us a few times. So Really? Well, days, yeah. I just talked to somebody who wants Demos' to come here. And so oh, yeah. that's good to know. That's a, that's some breaking news there that you all are talking to them. Yeah, well, you know, we haven't talked to them in a long time, but they have looked at Spring Hill uh, and, uh, and 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 have thought about it, and then didn't do it. So maybe you know, one of these days, you know, with the right location and all, they they may bite. Who knows? So, um, besides restaurants, are there any kind of uh, uh, stores that you'd like to see come to Spring Hill? That you think would be good mm-hmm. for the people and uh, for the economy? Yeah, I'm like everybody else. I would love to see uh, something like a Sprout, you know. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, oh yeah, that's Joe's, a great place. Yeah, Trader Joe's is interesting, but you know they're they're owned by Aldi, you know. So they they already have a presence in town, and we begged them, you know, tried very hard to get them to put a Trader Joe's in Spring Hill, even above what they uh, did locate here with your sister brand. And uh, so we'd love to see something in that end. And, and, and I believe that Spring Hill would be the perfect market for that uh, because, you know, we have people in – we're a melting pot of so many states right, people. Right. Uh, uh, I, I feel sure the market's there uh, for something like that. And um, uh, even – you know, and I know people want a Costco and Sam's, and we have tried to talk to them. Uh, Costco's been like, there, you know, there ain't no way. You know, you're too close to the Costco's and Brentwood and, and such, and that's pretty much what we hear in that end. So uh, I'm not very hopeful for anything like that anytime soon, but, uh, but you never know. Yeah, so what do you all do as a city to attract – businesses like um, if a Demas has wanted to come in or a Whataburger? Mm-hmm. Well, here's, here's the biggest thing. And I know people have heard me talk and others talk in the city about leakage, you know, and that's what we've really tried to pursue 
And and there's a dual purpose there. You know, leakage is business that we lose because somebody drives to Franklin or Columbia or to Nashville. That's what we want to bring to Spring Hill because first, it helps traffic. If you don't have to drive and get on the interstate, we are one car less better off than we were. So, number two, of course, it's our sales coffers. So, if you don't have to leave Spring Hill and you could shop locally or dine locally, uh, you know, that's a win-win. So, realistically, you know, we're looking for those that people were having to drive outside the city limits to go to, because uh, you know, you know, we, we, we you know we want to reduce that traffic load, and, uh, and we want to keep people local. Wonderful. Hey, well, thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure, anytime. And now it's time for some real fake news with prices headlines. This just in: the state of Tennessee is requiring a burn permit from now until May fifteenth. So remember that before you make a snarky rebuttal to an iHeart Spring Hill member. And in other news, dozens recently gathered at a ribbon cutting to celebrate the grand opening of a $9 million dog training facility in Franklin. Yes, that's right. A $9 million dog training facility. Their main goal is to teach your dog how to hike its leg on the competition by spending $9 million more than the other guys. And finally, some eye-opening new real estate numbers are coming in. The median price of a home in Williamson County is $600,000. Meanwhile, the median price of a dog training facility in Williamson County is $9 million. And those were your Price's Headlines. All right, everybody, joining us now is the editorial coordinator for a brand new magazine. Well, it's brand new. It's been around since June. It's called Spring Hill Style Magazine. And joining us now is Gabrielle Gruders. Gabrielle, how are you? I'm great, Steve. How are you? Doing great. Hey, thanks so much for joining us. I can't wait to hear all about this magazine. And I know a lot of folks are listening in going, what in the world? I haven't seen this magazine and I want to know more about it too. Well, fabulous. I am thrilled to be here. Well, great. So tell us a little bit about the background of the magazine first. You know, how did it all begin and why Spring Hill? Of course. So this magazine um, is a hyper-localized magazine to connect the community of Spring Hill, Thompson Station, and surrounding areas, um, to connect the community with the businesses so that we can be supporting local, especially in a time like this, um, where it matters more than ever to support our local businesses. Um, as you know, they need us more than ever. And bridging that gap and just connecting us all as one, that's the main goal. And it's been so fun um, for me personally, just to meet more people in the community, um, discover more businesses. And we have a pretty amazing town through Spring Hill, Thompson Station, Columbia. We have so many amazing um, individuals with crazy stories, um, crazy talented people. It's just an honor to be able to be a part of this magazine and share those stories with others. So as editorial coordinator, what's your role? Oh, golly. Well, I wear a lot of different hats, but we have um, some fabulous writers. Sorrel Dugan, um, who's an art teacher at Spring Station Middle School. We have Stacey Parrish, who 
who I met, both connected with me um, after seeing the magazine. They're two of our fabulous writers. We've also got um, contributing editors from, um, I know Lacey Dyer just did a piece for us. So it's really just connecting different talents um, and their stories and bringing it to life in the magazine. And we also have, you know, a, um, a handful of photographers. Steve, you've actually photographed for us before. You're amazing. You're just too busy. We can't, we can't get you anymore. Well, we got to work on yeah, we'll do we'll do some more work. How about that? <laughs> I love that. I love that. And Andy Schmidbauer, he also um, does some photography, some photography for us. Excuse me, I can't talk today. Um, so it's been really cool to get connected with um, such amazing talent. And what I do is I just take that talent, take the community stories, and put them together in this beautiful magazine um, that again is hyper localized for our community, connecting and bridging that gap. Um, so that we can all be one, that we can all unite and be one together. So pretty awesome. And I mean, it is, it is a magazine worthy of a coffee table. Well, I think so. It is. It's a, it's a nice, um, really beautiful magazine that um, has stories that you do want to just keep on your coffee table all month long until the next one comes out because we have such beautiful stories um, featuring community. And it's so fun because people always, say to me oh my gosh I saw my daughter in the catalog or I saw my friend in the catalog and people just get excited about that and I do too it's fun to see your friends and and colleagues in the in the catalog so it is it's just a beautiful high high high-end magazine um that is definitely coffee table worthy so go ahead and walk us through uh what the magazine's like let's talk about certain segments uh some feature pieces do you have recurring segments we do. We always like to feature things that people love to, to read about. So we, we always try to have a recipe in there. You know, you're a mom like me. I mean, you're not a mom, but you're, you cook for your... <laughs> well, <laughs> I so think we we're breaking like to, some news here. <laughs> <laughs> we always like to have a, a special recipe to feature. Um, we always like to have some sort of workout, whether it's um, ballroom dancing all the way to, you know, TKO fitness. So lots of um, those two things we always like to do. We always like to have um, a DIY or um, an interior design segment because it's always fun to see what's trending in the home world um, and in the design world. So we always try to hit on those three components for sure. And then sprinkle in a lot of great stories, whether it's, um, you know, organizations giving back or um, just different different things that happen that are happening in the community that we want y'all to know about. So this comes via mail. Yes. So it's distributed to certain subdivisions in the Spring Hill and Thompson station area. Currently we're hoping to get that expanded upon. So if you are not getting the catalog in the mail, you can find it at vintage 615 and um, fireflies right on main street there in Spring Hill, Tennessee. So um, it's a great way to, Pick up a copy, go visit your favorite stores here in Spring Hill and if you don't get that publication in the mail. And as I said, we're hoping to expand our um, the mailing list, so stay tuned for that. That's great. What if I am just Joe Public and I want to send you all some sort of, a, I don't know, a, a story idea or my own recipe? Uh, how do I do that? We, I'm so glad you brought that up because we are always on the lookout for your recipes, your stories. Um anything special that you want to share. I can't promise that it'll be in the magazine, but we will definitely review it and hopefully get it in there for you. Um, but you could, the best way to do that is to make sure you're following us on Instagram. It's just Spring Hill Style Magazine. 
that's how you can find us. And then also on Facebook, Spring Hill Style Magazine. Just look us up. Make sure you follow us, like our pages, um, and DM me on Instagram or message us on Facebook, and we'll definitely get back to you and see if we can make a connection and, and get you in our magazine. Wonderful. Well, Gabrielle Greeters, thank you so much for joining us today. You are so welcome. It was my pleasure. Y'all have a great rest of your week. It's a beautiful one. All right. Take care. (laughs) Bye, Steve. All right, everybody. I have a very special guest on today. He makes a living by scaring the garbage out of people. David Miller (laughs) from Miller's Thrillers is here. How you doing? Doing great, Steve. The price is right. Happy to be here. How in the world (laughs) did you come up with this? Well, we... uh... Started growing pumpkins on my granddad's farm, uh, one of the few born and raised here in Spring Hill. And uh, started selling pumpkins on the corner uh, there on Carter's Creek Pike. When I was probably 10 years old. I uh, had a little success with that. I remember one day I made like $75 that day, and I thought I could retire right then and there. I thought uh, I was sure. rich and set for life. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I just went out to college, kind of came back to these parts, and saw there wasn't any haunted houses around here. So I visited a few in Nashville. I uh, actually hated them growing up. I was too scared. Um, so we wanted to kind of make an alternative uh, to the normal haunted houses and give people more um, creativity and entertainment and wow factor and not just um, cause nightmares type stuff. Right. Yeah. It, it really is for kids of all, well, I don't know, kids of all ages, maybe, maybe what, 10 and up? Yeah, we say stand it up for a haunted woods, which this year the theme is Billy Holler, and then the hayride is ages eight and older. So, um, yeah, there are some age restrictions there. Walk us through uh, Miller's Thrillers. What, what what does it look like this year? Sure. So, uh, once you get about five miles away, you start seeing the bat call search lights in the sky. Uh, you pull into the uh, parking lot. You know you've arrived when you see the big crowd and people dying to get in. And uh, you come up and uh, realize you're going to have to wait because everybody's ready to get in Miller's Thriller. So there's some lines. Uh, it is a little bit less crowded on Friday night than earlier in the season. Uh, but we had a little rain out, so um, it is busy. Uh, but you hear the music pop in here, the screens in the woods, see all the nice uh, professional lighting as uh, you walk up to the ticket booth. And you hear the stage shows and the bass something and uh, makes your heart uh, get excited and ready to come in. So you're around the corner. And boom, you just see lots of action uh, happening in our entertainment zone. We call that the uh, kind of the hub uh, where everything goes on. You have your lines to get in the two attractions, your concession stand, your fire pit, your photo op, your stage shows. And um, we try to entertain people while they wait in line. We put a lot of effort into that uh, because we know the lines can get long. So we're going to try to at least give you some cool stuff while you wait in line. Um, yeah, let's talk so about some of the uh, entertainment that people will see when they're sure. waiting in line. Sure. So uh, it varies from year to year. A couple of our staples um, are the light show set to music. So kind of think of your uh, really high-end Christmas light show set to songs. So we have that going on. We have our zombie drum line. Uh, we had a guy named Michael Oakley who started that uh, years ago. He performed for Stomp in Las Vegas. And uh, he kind of led our drum line crew beat on some barrels and uh, doing some screen contests, a little MC stuff. We got Jim McCarthy out there. He's an awesome dude, uh, kind of leading our way with the uh, MC work. And um, we have fire performers, jugglers, stilt walkers, uh, fireworks. We shoot off a flamethrower sometimes. 
uh, all kinds of shenanigans. And then what about the uh, the sword fighting? Oh yeah, so this year we uh, hired a crew from Florida uh, because of uh, the COVID. Uh, a lot of their uh, state fairs and whatnot were canceled, uh, so we were able to book those uh, those guys for four weekends. So they bring up these uh, big trailers uh, with a really high end professional um, pirate themed show where they do uh, tightrope walking sword fighting. Uh, they also have this giant like thirty foot wheel uh, pendulum and a wheel of death that you. Uh, that's uh, the uh, similar stuff you see on maybe America's Got Talent. But they got a 25-minute uh, show they put on. Uh, you can see that twice a night uh, happen on site, and that's in that entertainment zone. They also got a uh, Camaro that transforms into a 15-foot-tall uh, transformer with LED lights uh, this year that came in from out of state. So uh, a pretty rare thing to have a group like that. So this is definitely a can't-miss season for Miller Spillers. Sure, and uh, so you get to see all this when you're waiting in line for the hillbilly holler and the zombie hayride reloaded. Let's let's talk about yep. a hillbilly holler. Sure, sure, sure. Well, in uh, 1952, the Jameson family owned this land uh, that my grandfather had purchased, and they allowed an excavation um, on this their property. And uh, so they were digging for phosphate mines. It kind of left the land abandoned and worthless. And uh, there's a few accidents on the property and uh, made that excavation company go bankrupt. And then the uh, Jameson family kind of mysteriously disappeared. And uh, everybody thought the, the land was left abandoned. Uh, but then locals kind of tell a much different story where some of those miners uh, kind of hung out and used all the leftover uh, mining equipment and whatever they could find to make a little settlement here on this property. Um, so they're down in the hollers and, uh, um, kind of thought they were left alone for probably about 60, 70 years. Um, and then we stumbled upon, uh, the property and you'll be able to see what uh, life is like after 70 years of backwoods living, uh, as you trek down a 55 minute walk through the old phosphate mines and encounter all kinds of hillbillies and rednecks hooting and hollering and having a root and good time. So are, are there a lot of jump scares? Uh, there are. You know, we're not doing quite as much in-your-face scares as uh, as we used to, um, just to stay out of people's faces. Uh, our jump scares, we do have a lot of theatrics, with kind of a theater scripts and people taking on their character. Uh, it's just as much entertaining as anything. You know, we don't have any devil demon stuff, no Ouija boards or um, spiritual references. And um, just good, clean family fun. You say it's a 55-minute walk, so uh, make sure you bring your tennis yeah. shoes, huh? Absolutely. It is not for the faint of heart, and it will give you a good hike. So um, you'll get plenty of exercise on that through the ups and downs and twists and turns and cable bridges and uh, swamps and uh, just all kinds of stuff. You feel like you're in the middle of nowhere uh, back in these hollers for sure. And then right across from there, uh, you've got the Zombie Hayride Reloaded. What's that all Correct. about? Correct. So, so for seven years, we ran the Zombie Paintball Hayride, which is, um, we still use the same wagon, uh, but we're kind of taking that up a notch, and uh, so we call it Reloaded. We still have um, our same trailers where there's paintball guns mounted on the side, and you drive around to the barns, woods, and swamplands, and you shoot zombies, and they don't shoot back. So it is a... Uh, Video game comes to life. It's all the fun of playing paintball without getting shot at yourself. Uh, you don't have to do any running or crawling or any of that stuff. So 
Uh, the zombies have the rage, but only you have the weapon. So it's a, um, a good laugh there. Not as nearly as scary as the um, Hillbilly Holler, Haunted Woods. Uh, so a lot of people that say, well, man, I can never do a haunted house. They really love coming to the Hayride because it's still just a, you know, a fall-themed event without uh, worrying about somebody getting real close to them or scaring them. I was just last week bought a Ford uh, military truck, which is a five-ton huge military truck like you see in Rambo. And uh, those are what pull our trailers, and we have guns mounted on them as well. So uh, they hold 14 people pulling a wagon that holds uh, 18 people. So we got uh, you know four of those going. Um, so that's you know 32 people times four. We can uh, uh, send people through pretty good there. So as the owner of Miller's Thrillers, what is it like on the weekends as the owner seeing all these people come and just have a great time? Oh, it's uh, it's uh, it's very enjoyable. You get to see kind of the fruits of your labor, I would say, uh, because all year, you know, we're building, hiring people, um, craftsmen, and artists, and buying supplies, and going to conventions, and all this stuff, trying to make our show better. And every year, it's like, wow, we're really putting a lot into this place. I hope they show up. But uh, thankfully, over the years, we've kind of built a reputation, and we know they're coming, uh, and we just get excited for them to see all the new stuff we added. So. Uh, that's something we pride ourselves on is to uh, make returning customers and make them want to come back every year and make a tradition of it. Uh, that way they can't see, uh, can't wait to see the changes um, and kind of see all the wow factor stuff we created. So we want to give them a good time and um, just see them start rolling in and um, ready to enjoy themselves. And they work hard and um, we're excited to uh, put on a big show. We love seeing people that have never been before as well because they may think they're just going to a small town, mom and pop type place, and, uh, and then we blow them away with all the creativity, and, and they just come out just wondering what just happened, and, uh, and have <laughs> awesome dreams about it for uh, the rest of the month. Okay, so tell us when you all are open, and how much does it cost? So we only open weekends in October, Fridays and Saturdays only. Uh, Fridays we open at seven. Uh, these last three Saturdays of the month, we open at 6, just to get a jump on the crowd. Um, and we stopped selling tickets at 11. Uh, we usually stay to make sure everybody goes through. So we might be out there till 12, 1230, some of the last trip through on those busy nights. The uh, Hibberley Holler costs $25. And the uh, Zombie Hayride Reloaded costs 20 If you do them both, you save $10. We call that a combo pass. Uh, we highly recommend people buying tickets online. Uh, they do have to be printed, uh, but that saves you from waiting in the ticket line. And uh, you can buy extra paintballs. You can buy you know, splash passes, which lets you skip 80% of the line, kind of like Disney World does it. And um, the Entertainment Zone ticket is $10, but if you buy an attraction ticket, that's included in that. So now really, you're getting $10 worth of stage shows and $10 worth of hayride when you're buying a hayride. So um, you're really getting a good high value there. We try to, try to put on a big show, about 180 workers. Um, so it takes a lot to run the place. Well, David Miller, you are one of the, the classics here in Spring Hill, and it's something that a lot of people are doing every year. They look forward to it, and we thank you for putting it on, and thank you for being here today. You got it, man. We put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into this place, and we try to think outside the bloody box, and I'm thinking so gory and just uh, – make it fun so we um invite everybody to come out they uh can't miss show this season so uh two weekends left we're gonna make it happen thank you so much
All right, everybody, now it's time to check in with the chamber, and we're with Kelly Johnson. Kelly, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? Oh, doing well. Man, it looks like there is a lot of stuff going on with the chamber. Let's talk about it. Absolutely. I, we're so excited that things are happening again. So we've got some awesome events coming up, especially for our chamber members, but the public is always welcome to come to them. So we've got our first upcoming luncheon for the state of the school. Okay, Kelly, tell me a little bit more about the state of the schools. What does it look like? Who's invited? And, you know, what's going to be happening? Yeah, so state of the schools is when we invite Williamson County, Prince County, Columbia State, some of our private schools, all of their uh, leaders to come out and share with our chamber members and just the general public just to update us on what their schools are doing, what they're doing for this school year and for the upcoming school year. Uh, and it looks like this might be a different conversation since COVID is happening, but we're excited to get to see updates with our school district. Great. And it looks like there's a chamber 101 for people who want to maybe uh, put their toe in the water a little bit with the chamber. Yeah. Definitely, that's our new member workshop. Um, if you're looking at joining the chamber or if you've already joined and you need kind of a refresher, that's the workshop to come and just learn who we are, what we do, and how we do it. Perfect. And it sounds like another ribbon cutting is right around the corner as well. Definitely. So this one's actually going to be a joint ribbon cutting with Williamson, Inc. And it's at Residence in Franklin Berry Farm, which they're part of the Hampton and Hotel chain. Uh, but they've just opened, and they didn't get to do the grand opening the way they wanted to a couple of months ago. So now it's happening, and we're cutting the ribbon, and we're celebrating with them. Great. And when is that going to be? That's going to be on October 30th, and it's a, kind of an evening celebration. So you can definitely come hungry and ready to drink some things. <laughs> oh, so, some uh, cocktails, huh? Yeah. it's gonna, I know they're having a party. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here's the big... Big event coming up for you, and this is uh, this is the Experience Spring Hill, and this is something you've been working on for a long, long time, and now we have uh, all the details. So tell us about it. Yes, starting October 16th, uh, this event is launching to both Williamson and Murray County. Residents have the opportunity to visit one of the 30 participating businesses to pick up their passport, and from there, each business that they, lo uh, they visit they receive a sticker from. The goal is to collect all 30 experienced Spring Hill stickers. Um, and once you've collected at least 10, you are entered in into a small prize giveaway. If you collect 15, you're entered in for the grand prize giveaway. Um, but the more stickers you have, the more chances you have to win things. And Steve, our grand prize giveaway is rocking. Oh, can you, can you give us a little hint? Well, one of them, you can't, you can't take it out on our website, but one of the gifts is Chick-fil-A for a year. That's all I'm saying there. What? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, on the grand prize giveaway, uh, one person will receive $3,000 worth of local prizes. And that's just the grand prize giveaway. So, in that package, you get the Chick-fil-A for a year. You get a one-night stay at the Holiday Inn Express, a six-month membership to Krav Maga, um, a four-season photo shoot from TC Photography, and, and the, list, the list just keeps going on and on. Wow. So who can do this? Is, is this open to the public or do you have to be a member to do this? So this is open to whomever wants to do it. Again, this is a local, just get out and support local win big. So anybody who wants to do it, they are welcome to start um, to, to be a part of it. All you have to do is pick up a passport and start collecting stickers. 
you don't have to pay for it. You don't have to buy into it. It's really to get you to meet these business owners, to get to go inside of their business um, and really just to experience Spring Hill. So if people want to learn more, where do they go? Please check out experiencespringhill.com and you can find all the information there under our events tab. Perfect. Well, hey, I'm going to go there right now. Yeah, do it, please. Let me know what you think. All right, perfect. Thanks, Kelly. Awesome. Thank you, Steve. Have a great day, okay? You too. Thanks. We still have lots of show left, but first, let's take a quick commercial break. Price's Highway, the podcast, is presented by Price Sells Homes. Don't think twice. Call Carrie Price at 615-497-3317. Carrie Price, your Williamson County real estate expert. Price's Highway, the podcast, is powered by in-house digital media, helping you elevate, educate, and expand your brand. See what in-house can do for you at inhousedigitalmedia.com. Like what you're hearing? Smash that subscribe button and get the podcast delivered to your favorite podcast platform as soon as it's posted. Plus, join the community on the Prices Highway Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash Prices Highway. Now back to the podcast. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we've got a real treat for you today. You've heard him here first. He was our first interview and he really has helped me a lot with uh, putting these podcasts out and you know, kind of trying to find my voice. His name is Jim McCarthy, and he has a new podcast coming out. And he joins us now. Jim, how are you? Wait, I do? But you, Dang you, it. You don't? What, no. I don't know if it's going to be a treat, but I'll try. You really <laughs> set me up. <laughs> Jim, how it's good to have good. you here. <laughs> I'm good. How are you? <laughs> Doing well. Uh, so yeah, excited to hear about this new podcast you, that you have. Yeah, I am too. I, I can't wait to see how it comes out. <laughs> so you're just kind of th- throwing it all together like I did. Yeah, you know, I'm just uh, I kind of throw things together like uh, by the seat of my pants these days. Um, but we're going to call it "What's Your Problem?" And um, it was born out of the idea of so many podcasts out there talk to business owners. Or, you know, just kind of thought leaders, entrepreneurs that uh, have built their businesses and don't really deal with, you know, the guy who's going through it right now. You know, uh, talking to, I mean, oddly enough, Frankie from uh, Grecian Pizza comes to mind. He's He's the ideal guest I would have on, you know, type of guest. Some guy who's just living the fight every single day. And I want to hear about it. You know what I mean? He... He's got a good business. He's, you know, he's certainly, you know, no Jeff Bezos at this point, but I mean, still he's providing for his family. He's trying to provide a value to the community, uh, putting a lot of good stuff out there. Um, you know, in the, in the age of COVID, the guy uh, pivoted and um, just adjusted to the situation seamlessly, you know, and, and he kind of put his heart on his sleeve authentically and said, look, you know, we're, we're a restaurant. We're trying to figure this out. And, help us survive as a community, uh, as a restaurant, as a community come together to uh, help us weather this thing. And I think he did wonderfully. Um, I never, it's funny. I've never really talked to the guy. That's the funny thing. Uh, oh, he's a really nice a, person. He's going to be a great guest for you. Yeah. Uh, you know, the people at Nelly's, I mean, they, I think they were kind of uh, COVID proof through this whole thing. Uh, but then again, though it seems on the surface, they, they're another one. I want to try and make it uber local 
Uh, Spring Hill has got a lot of fascinating people that uh, own and run businesses. Um, and just a lot of fascinating people in general, if you read some of the local pages on Facebook. Um, oh, I try not to. Yeah, I know. I, know. <laughs> I, I don't blame you sometimes, especially right about now. Because um, everybody's got an opinion about something. But oh, even, you know, you and your lovely bride love to have you guys in here and talk uh, how you guys are. You, you do a wonderful job by marketing uh, what, what she does and the woodworking stuff that you're doing. So, I mean... Yeah, that said, there's a lot of good stuff going on in this little part of the world that um, certainly needs to be uh, talked about. And, of course, it's uh, going to originate from our uh, new studio here at Big Dot HQ, Big Dot Lighting, Big Dot Electrical, Big Dot Inc., um, inside our new building off of uh, Jim Warren Road right here in Spring Hill. So just trying to lift the community up, so to speak. And you do such a great job uh, bringing it to a human level. It, your yeah. interview style is great. I always enjoy listening to your podcast. And it's it kind of sad to hear that your other podcast is going to be kind of put on the shelves for a little while or actually uh, maybe even beyond the shelves, maybe put in the archive and never be brought back out again. Is, is that something? Mm-hmm. Maybe it'll just be kind of living in the great pause button in the sky for okay. a while. Yeah. And, uh, I understand that pause button. Yeah. You know, just uh, maybe it'll make a comeback. But I mean, I got so busy producing other people's podcasts. It's, it's kind of like the, um, you know, the, um, what do they call that? The cobbler's shoes scenario. Oh, so, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mine suffered and everybody else's. Uh, but I mean, the good thing is, is that I learned about a lot of, about a lot about podcasting and how best to promote things by doing other people's podcasts because I'm seeing theirs from the outside of their bottle. So when I did my own, it was me doing it on my own. And it's kind of, and then initially I just, I just want to have, you know, a conversation with pals. And then of course it grows and it grows and the production times get longer and longer. And eventually it's like, I just don't want to do this anymore. (laughs) I got to hire somebody. (laughs) So what what do you find the most um, gratifying thing about doing a podcast? Oh man, gratifying. Are you not gratified? Uh, it's fun. I mean, you know, it's whenever you get behind it, and you, whenever you have a compelling conversation, you know, a podcast or not, <clears throat> you can bring value, excuse me, <clears throat> you can bring value to somebody who may be listening or somebody who's just having a conversation with you. I think all, it's very gratifying, you know, and, and whenever you can have uh, just, just, a fun conversation with somebody and share ideas. I find that very, very gratifying, you know? Oh, I do as well. And I think with your new podcast, I think it's going to strike a chord with a lot of people here because, you know, I'm just trying to figure things out. I mean, what a curveball COVID was. And I think it's going to inspire a lot of people. Hopefully I think so uh, to uh, go out and, you know, if, if, if they had any questions, you know, whether, am I doing the right thing? Am I doing the wrong thing? Well, hey, here's what other people in the community are doing. And shucks, maybe I should give it a shot too. Sure. Sure. Absolutely. And uh, with a lot of the different things, you know, when people want to sample a podcast, I try, you know, with my, my clients, with my own to grab a, you know, one to two minute piece of the podcast or multiple pieces uh, that can be sampled. So in those samples, I want to try and pack as much of a punch of value that I can sure. in out of each episode, at least one, you know, and, and surely enough, I mean, once people kind of sit down, I mean, if you, if you come by and look at the, uh, studio, the studio space that you can explore, um, and sit down, we got nice leather chairs. I want to make it as comfortable as possible. 
and eventually the microphone just kind of dissolves and we just we just have a conversation. I mean, it's going to be like a radio show. That's that's what I envision for it. And how do people find it at this point? At this point, we're going to be on Facebook, <laughs> I would imagine. <laughs> uh, probably. Under, under what's your problem? <laughs> yeah, what's your Facebook.com forward slash what's your problem podcast, most likely. Okay. So I have yet to get it at this point, but uh, it'll be off of uh, big.lighting.com forward slash podcast as well. So we'll, we'll build a podcast page there that can uh, populate all the different episodes and uh, update as, uh, as needed. So. Jim, thank you so much for being here today. I'm so looking forward to the new podcast and uh, I'd love to be on it as well. Thank you so much for the invite. Absolutely. My next guests are the wordsmiths behind seven number one songs, two ASCAP songs of the year, 11 ASCAP top 25 most played awards, three BMI awards, 24 top 10 radio singles, two Dove awards, and two Grammy nominations. Not only do they write, they perform and record as well. Their latest album is called Getaway Car. And they join me now from their Thompson Station, Tennessee home. It's Sam and Becca Mizell. How are you all doing? Doing awesome. <laughs> How are you doing, Steve-O? Doing great. Good to talk to you all. You too, man. Now, I know I've just listed a long list of uh, accolades, but I think the uh, pinnacle of your success is what being right here right now on prices highway you know i think that that most definitely is yes we love you and carrie so there's there's no doubt that hanging with friends is way more important than any award ever given or bestowed oh great well i think the last time we hung out um we're what at garcia's mexican restaurant up in franklin yes yes i rate i rate all my mexican experiences on salsa and so they have the best. Um, they have pretty uh, pretty good salsa. No, pretty no. Good salsa. we need to. I, I really like Acapulco's salsa too. That's good. So, Amigo salsa is good as well. Amigo salsa is good. Yeah, I, mean, I don't really know that I've met a bad salsa. I've you met a bad mean? salsa. Oh, you have. Well, too much. There was way too much. Like I don't know what is it ketchup or something they threw in there i don't know it was it was not good but garcia's man their salsa but let, let me let me tell you something about garcia's they have the best carne asada in, in the area that i know of it, i don't know it's just it's so good so i mean i'm not i'm not getting paid for telling people to go to garcia's and have their carne asada but if you want some carne asada go to garcia's uh, but anyway uh, Moving on from that, um, Carrie and I met. Well, actually, Carrie met you all first, and I believe you all were playing at some festival in Thompson Station. Goodness, what 10, 10 years ago, maybe? Was it ten? Yeah. Well, no. It might have been yeah, ten or eleven. Yeah, okay. ten or eleven years ago, man. I didn't realize. It was 10, 10. Yeah, it was ten years ago. I didn't realize I was that I was that old. So, <laughs> well, well, you, you, you don't look a day ago. over twenty-two, Sam. Well, thank you for that. No doubt. Um, <laughs> but, but she yeah, came we home were, and the, said, man, I've met, I met these two great musicians. You've got to meet them. And then, you know, I, I think it was probably two or three weeks later, we met instant friendship and you guys have been friends ever since. And i um, so excited to have you on the show. Well, thanks for having us. Absolutely. So let's, let's go back in time a little bit. How did you two meet? Go ahead. No, you go ahead. <laughs> okay. Um, 
well, uh, my mother-in-law, well, first of all, let me say, uh, Becca's family lived in Michigan and my father-in-law was, um, the pastor of a church up there. And <clears throat> he, they, they decided as a family, they wanted to be closer to a family that they had in Tennessee. And so they ended up moving to like White House. <laughs> um, <clears throat> which is kind of random. Yeah, Cotton Town. Yeah. yeah, that's um, a, that's North Tennessee, isn't it? Yeah, that's North yeah. Tennessee. Kind of near, and so right near Kentucky. Yeah, almost um, to Bowling Green. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, sorry if you hear noise in the background. That's our our dogs are trying to <laughs> find random things to eat on the floor. <laughs> um. So, uh. So anyway, so they, um, my mother-in-law, well, Becca always wrote songs for her dad, like her dad's sermons or whatever. And Becca's, Becca's pretty introverted. And so she's not the, hey, look at me kind of type, you know? Okay. And so my mother-in-law, on the other hand, is an extrovert like no one else <laughs> and decided that she wanted to... Um, get Becca's songs out there. So she opens the yellow pages and uh, looks at it to find the biggest studio in the yellow pages, which is the sound kitchen. And is that in Franklin? Decide, do what? Is the sound kitchen in Franklin? Yeah, it's in Franklin. Yeah. Okay. And so she goes, she calls the front desk of the sound kitchen and goes, Hey, do you guys, um, know any Christian producers in town. Now, if you can't even imagine how random that question is to ask if there are any Christian producers in the Nashville area, especially calling a sound kitchen. But one, one of my friends uh, or an acquaintance of mine was doing a temp job and gave uh, Gwen my phone number. And so then uh, Gwen called me um, and... She basically stalked him, but didn't tell me she was doing that. So she stalked him. And it was... <laughs> I feel really bad for him. <laughs> yes. And so, I mean, this lady would call me and was like, you've got to hear my daughter. You've got to hear my daughter. You know, we don't have any money but we really believe that God has led us to you. And I mean, those are all like the trigger words, you know, Sure. like no one ever has any money, you know, and it's always God who wants them to meet somebody, you know, right. Which I'm not trying to be cynical. I've just heard that so many times, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, she, uh, I told her, I said, well, you know, I appreciate it. Uh, but she actually, uh, you know, the first time I told her, I I gave her some other names of people to talk to, you know, and because uh, at the time I just had so much on my plate, I, I, I didn't have time to pick up another artist. Sure. So she calls me back like two weeks later and she said, we really feel like God has led us to you. And would you please just, just listen, you know? And I was like, and I told her I was in my kitchen at the time. I said, well, for fear of missing out on the greatest thing in my life, send me a tape. So a week or so later, I got a tape in the mail with a picture 
and I put the tape in and I saw her picture and I called my friend and I was like, that is the girl I'm going to marry. No doubt about it. Wow. And so I picked up the phone and I called Gwen and I said, Hey, um, you, you know, Becca's amazing. Can we meet for dinner? And what's funny, what's funny is I don't know why I got this impression, but I thought that they lived in Franklin Okay. Or lived like south of town. Yeah. And, and I actually lived in East Nashville at the time. And so I said, well, hey, why don't we meet at Carabas in Cool Springs? <laughs> so they so they drove, you know, 40 miles south. <laughs> and I drove 20 miles south. And I'm like, you know, if I didn't even put two and two together, they lived north of me. We could have met somewhere north. But sure, anyway, sure. so we all met at Carabas. Uh-huh. And we met. And... The sparks were flying, and right there, Becca proposed to me. <laughs> yeah, that's how it went. And, got down on your you knee? Know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, she yeah. did. I mean, it was crazy. She got down on one knee. It, it was yeah, very yeah. beautiful. It was a beautiful <laughs> scenario. Did the um, Carabas waiters all come out and start singing something in Italian? Oh, they did. Yeah. They did. They did. I was so good looking that she just couldn't help herself, you know? <laughs> Giving you free bread, you were so good looking. I know, I know. Imagine that. Imagine that. <laughs> well, hey, you know, um, no, you know, we, you know, I get free bread as well. So, oh wow, uh, it's a trend, dude. Yeah. You know, I every time I go to Starbucks, I always ask them if I can get the good look discount, <laughs> and they always give it to me. Wow, you know what I mean? So, you still gotta pay the same price, but somehow there's a discount. Somehow right? there's a discount in there. Um, it's still, no, but it's we, still nineteen bucks for a beverage. But yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. Um, but we, we, when we met, um, yeah, we, we had an instant connection and, uh, two and a half months later we were engaged and two and a half months after that we were married. So. Wow. That's pretty quick. Yeah. We didn't waste any time. You know, when you know, you know. Yeah. Good, good work, Becca. Goodness. Well, thanks. Yeah. Now that, I mean, when we got married, it was like, when we fought, it's like, haha, we're both locked in now, so you can't leave. So. <laughs> yeah, she's regretted it every day since. <laughs> no, he's let me get all the dogs I want, so I'm good. Oh, good, good, good. And you have yeah. two daughters as well. Yes, yes, Winter and Maisie, and they're 11 and almost 10. Awesome, so. awesome, yeah. yeah. It's It's been fun watching them grow up. And let's let's talk about your first... Big hit. And that yeah. was King of the World? Well, see, or was there something before that? Hits before. Um, uh, my, first, my first song that, that really took off um, was a song called You Are Everything uh, that I wrote with Matthew West. Okay. And the next and one that followed after that was probably, um, well, there's, there's biggest hits on paper and there's biggest hit like that makes the most noise in the community, you know, um, uh, the motions by Matthew West, uh, was probably the biggest song of my career as far as it was on the charts, the longest, um, you know, got the most awards, got nominated or I got nominated for Grammy and, um, Let's see here. Uh, you know, I, I, I was on a, I was on, I was in Billboard.
billboard magazine for it and all kind of stuff. Um, but the song that has probably been the biggest in, in my career uh, was King of the World that we wrote together. Um, <clears throat> it was also up for a Grammy and uh, got a BMI award. And um, I mean, you know, on on Spotify, it's like the highest of our career as far as spins and people listening to it and that kind of thing. And and uh, so that's that's been really that's been really crazy to <clears throat> you know a lot of people say that they can't work with our with their spouse you know but actually Beck and I work really well together and we have a really great connection special connection um, and uh, it's, oh sorry that's, sorry, that's, Penny. that's, that's Penny. Penny it's okay no it's all right go in the other but it's really cool to um, to you know be able to do something and accomplish something and share it and share it with yeah. your spouse you know um, because you know we've both been in the music business for a long time now and you know when you when you do hit those moments where um, you know every song that we write we love well not everyone but you know I mean every song we 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 want to do well but there are those that have a life of their own that you know, have impacted people and uh, they'll reach out to us and say, oh, you know, that song blessed us or whatever. And it's, it's really, it's really crazy because um, we're basically just, you know, when I go to Kroger, nobody knows who I am, you know. Um, but in some sense, we've had things that have gone out nationally that people have connected with, you know. So it's a really, it's really kind of a bizarre a bizarre thing, you know. Well, I do. I do want to say one one thing before uh, Becca shares the story. Uh, we were on Price's Highway the first time that we heard it on the radio. Together. Yes. Awesome. Yes. So, shout out to uh, <laughs> Stephen Price, wherever he is. Yeah, wherever that guy is. Sam was at a co-write in Nashville uh, with someone else, and the girls were in school, and so I had like an hour to myself. And I just, um, I was playing guitar and um, I wrote the course to King of the World. Um, I, I have OCD, um, obsessive compulsive disorder. And like I really do, I've, I've been diagnosed since I was little. And um, for me, it's not the obsessive cleaning or the order. I mean, even though I, I think that would be great because our house would be so much more clean and Sam would be happier, but, um, but mine is more about the intrusive thoughts and just the constant worrying that I can't, I can't shut my brain off and it's always haunted me. And so, um, I wrote the chorus of King of the World about that, just that God's in control. You know, it's like, I keep trying to take life back out of his hands, but he's the King of the World. And, um, and I had a verse melody, and then when Sam came home from his co-write, I asked if he wanted to write the rest of the song with me, and he graciously accepted. He, he's very kind. He doesn't have to do that, but um, we finished it. When did I forget that you've always been the king of the world? I try to take life back right out of the hands of the king of the world. 
publishing meetings where you know you write songs during the week and then you have a meeting you turn them in they all listen give their critique you know like we think it could go for this person or you know maybe it's a film and tv thing blah 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 and um they heard the song and natalie grant's manager was there and called her and said you have to hear the song and so she did and she ended up cutting it so that's who released the song but that's how the song was written it was just yeah it wasn't we weren't writing it for anyone in mind it just it was just a moment of inspiration and you know I I love that the most you know just when you're not when you don't really have a plan and you just sit down and you don't know what's going to come out and you know it's just I don't know it's it's always it's always like this mystery to me and I I love that part of music and so you all are driving down Price's Highway. You're listening to the radio and it comes on. <laughs> What's going through your head then? I, you know, I, I'll say this. Like, um, not that I pride, pride myself on my humility. <laughs> um, but I'm, I, I don't really, you know, it's like if I go to the hair salon, which I don't go to the salon, I go to the, the haircut place. Right. Yeah. Did I just say salon? Um, you know, when somebody asks me what I do for a living, I always tell them I work in computers, you know, because if if you tell somebody that you're a songwriter in Nashville or whatever, you're going to have one of three conversations. You're either going to get, oh, yeah, my cousin writes songs or, you know, they want you to name all their discography, yeah. you know, your discography or whatever. Kind of like I'm doing they, now. Well, most of the time, if they don't know, you know, I mean, I've had a couple country things and a couple pop things, but most of the time. What are they, Sam? Like, what are they? <laughs> <laughs> Tell us. Uh, exactly. Um, but most of the time, they, they want to know your whole discography, and, yeah. and nine times out of ten, they haven't ever heard of you, which is kind of awkward. And then, or. <laughs> or they don't. Oh, yeah, they don't listen to Christian music, or, you know, they want you to meet somebody. You know, and so, you know, even on Facebook, like I don't, I don't, I try not to, you know, I, I try not to like, oh yeah, this is what we've done. Oh, we're big time and blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Um, well, you know, but, when I sit at the salon getting my hair and nails done <laughs> and pe- people ask what I do, I just assume they know Price's Highway podcast and right. boy, is yeah. that an awkward situation for me. Yes. Like, what? Well, that's what, what are you? What? what are you doing? Oh Never yes. heard of it. Yes. Um. Um. So, there have been a few times in my life where I've been like, "Okay, this is cool." You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I've got to tell some. I've got to let this out of the bag. I've got to, you know, say that this is cool. Uh, being nominated for a Grammy was cool. Um, Beck and I, uh, got a song on the last, uh, Gaither vocal band record called Hallelujah Band, and they sang it at the Dove Awards, and we got to see them do it, you know, live on TV. That was, and we were in the audience, but we, they, you know, broadcasted or whatever. 
that was that was pretty cool. That was kind of a I tried to get a Gaither vocal band cut for twenty years, so it was kind of like okay, this is this is cool. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's and then, awesome. You know, you know, riding down the road and hearing your song, you know, that you wrote with your spouse on the radio. You know, I had to post about that. You know, that was that was kind of a surreal moment of you know you know the the world and success it's all it's always about you know will have you arrive you know what i mean and mm-hmm. and you know me and beck talk all the time about you know are we coming or going you know because sometimes things seem like they're really good and sometimes they seem really bleak you know and it just kind of depends on the day but then there are those moments where um you know something happens that's kind of extraordinary you know and that was definitely one of those moments where you know i remember when we found out that we were nominated for a grammy for king of the world we were both walking into coal really and, uh, no we were actually pulling out of the starbucks parking lot after buying the 19 dollar beverage yeah. Yeah. and getting the and, discount for uh, for your good looks yeah yeah so, then you got the good looks discount yeah, yeah but um, and, and after that we went to coal so. well yeah 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 so that. we're we're, we're we're holding hands walking into cold and I just kind of look at her and I go, this is pretty cool. You know, this is pretty cool. And no, let let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. When you pulled up to Cole's, the parking lot, was there a special space for Grammy nominated artists? (laughs) Like there is for everything else there. I've got to park (laughs) two and a half miles outside just to go to Cole's because of all of their, uh, they're parking that's designated to everybody except me. Well, what's crazy is I had I'm I am I decided that day that I was handicapped, had an electric car, and was pregnant was all pregnant. at the same time. And employee of the month. <laughs> right. And so I parked on the side I parked on the sidewalk, you know, <laughs> before I walked in. Wait, I just got um, this. I got this uh, from Coles. They just sent me this. They said that they can now, they are now offering terrible podcasters parking. So I'm, I'm welcome at their parking lot now. That's very nice of them. Uh, wow. Best day ever. Best yes. Day ever. I've made it. Woohoo. Now I know how you feel. Dude. Yeah. No that kidding. is how we feel, yes. Yeah. So that is you know, so but I mean, fun, though. You're going into Coles. You've just been nominated. And wow, what what a day! That was that was a cool day, you know. I mean, I have to admit. And the thing is, it's like you know, everything that that happens, we know is a gift. You yeah. know, we know that it's a gift from God, and you know, He, in His wisdom, uh, and in His in His grace, and you know, He. We don't deserve the things that we get. That's true. Yes. And so any blessing, whether it's, you know. It's just the kindness of God. You know, when we make our house payment, I'm like, (laughs) thank you, Lord, you know, that we were able to survive one more month, you know. Sure. Um, You know, but that, I mean, you know, it's like, you know, there are cool moments where you go, you know, God, you didn't have to do that. You know, but you, you gave it to us and, and, you know, we are very thankful. Yes. Very thankful. Well, that's wonderful. Now you all, 
are performers as well. And as everybody knows, we're in the middle of a pandemic, and I know that's impacted so many people here in Nashville. Has it impacted you all as well? Um, yeah, we were traveling every weekend, mm-hmm. um, going to churches or um, like doing events where we would um, play the songs and tell the stories behind them or um, lead worship in a church service in the morning and then do a concert at night. And um, yeah, it, I mean, COVID has just decimated that. And so, you know, on one hand, it's been like a really awesome time for our family because we actually get to see our kids and, you know, we're around our dogs and, you know, it's just, it's just normal stuff like doing laundry and, you know, taking out the trash and, you know, all that stuff that like when you're gone, you just don't even, it's just not part of your life really, you know? Right. Um, but the making the money part that we haven't really figured that out. Like how we, <laughs> what we're supposed to do about that. So, um, yeah, I've taken on a few, uh, uh, jobs. I've done some things, some other production things. Sure. And, you know, and we've, you know, Becca sings on this lullaby record uh, called Hidden in My Heart Scripture Lullabies. And it's, it's like the best selling uh, lullaby record on Amazon. And so our friend Jay Stocker does like an incredible job um, producing that and working on that doing that and uh so becca's like one of the main voices on that so we've had you know we've been very fortunate to have other things to kind of come in to you know kind of keep us alive or whatever um so uh but you know bet and it's kind of crazy like you know beck and i are both even though I'm an extrovert, I'm more of a behind the scenes kind of person. You know, I'd rather be in the studio. I'd rather be writing, you know, um, I'm not, I, I'm not a born performer. You know, I don't, I don't love that. Um, and Becca's, you know, she's pretty introverted. So being out in front of people, is not, you know, it, it's not our go-to love. Like some people love being in front of a crowd. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and when we go places, you know, I mean, we, we love to share the message and things that God has given us that we feel like we need to share and, and love meeting people and love, you know, hearing their stories. But, um, but, you know, we don't really love the spotlight so that, you know, the pandemic hitting has been, I mean, you know, it's like, we're, we're always going, you know, it's, you know, God will, we, we want to do what you want us to do. Um, and for now, um, the pandemic has made it such to where we're having to just find other ways, you know? Um, I don't know if so it's, it's, it's definitely been, a, it's definitely been tough. Hopefully we can, when it, you know, when things kind of die down, maybe we can go and, you know, do some more churches, but right now we're trying to build things other than performing just so when things happen like this, we're not so caught off guard, you know? Well, just getting the music out there where it's, you know, it's videos on YouTube or it's lyric videos. It's, you know, just, just getting music heard without having to tour everywhere, you know? Sure. Yeah. And that brings me to uh, your latest album, Getaway Car. And what a cool 
cool album, but man, I love that single, Getaway Car. So good. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. So what was the, um, uh, can you go into a little detail about what that song's about and how you came up with it? Sure. Um, I, okay, my dad's a pastor. I've grown up in church. Um, and I was getting in bed one night and I keep a bed or a Bible, um, by my bed. And I, I saw that it had dust on it and I couldn't remember the last time. Like I actually opened it up and, and read it and actually cared, you know, mm. um, you know, I, I was glanced at Bible verses on my phone, you know, Bible verse of the day or whatever. But, but I mean, I just couldn't. It's like life had gotten so busy, and I just pushed it so far on the back burner that um, I realized that, you know, I go through my days basically on autopilot, and I feel like I'm okay. And I don't really go to, to God until I need him to really get me out of something, or I need something that I can't get for myself. Like, that's when I really come to him and ask. But I mean, as far as having the personal relationship where I talk to him and I, you know, I go to him, I, you know, I, I acknowledge my need for him daily. It's like, you know, uh, just in the busy seasons of life, I just, I just am not good at that. And so um, I started to think, you know, at the end of my life, you know, am I just going to be one of those people that call on, on Jesus to take me to heaven? but not, not really know him my whole life through on earth, you know, not really have that relationship with him to know who he is just for him. Um, but just kind of use him as my getaway car, my free ride to heaven. And so, um, I started writing that chorus and Sam, I asked Sam if he wanted to write it with me and to Sam, it meant, um, Uh, yeah, I'd had a conversation with my sister a long time ago. Um, and we were talking about a family member and, uh, um, and she had had this conversation with this family member about, you know, well, if, if all it takes is to just accept Jesus before you die and, and you'll get into heaven, then, um, why don't I just wait till my deathbed to do that? And, you know, and the, the fallacy in that thinking is the fact that none of us really know when our deathbed is, you know, um, I mean, COVID hit and there's been an enormous amount of people that have died. Um, actually, right now, my mother-in-law's neighbor uh, has COVID and renal failure and uh, MRSA. MRSA pneumonia and I mean, just, they just got hit so hard. It's just really sad. And it's one of those things where, you know, I hope that that person is a Christian. Um, and I hope they followed, you know, Jesus this whole time, but it's, it's just really crazy. You know, life can be gone in a second. You know, we live on a really, uh, there's a curve right up the street. And just a few weeks ago, somebody had a head on collision on it. And, you know, we just, we just never know when that day is going to come. And, you know, you don't always have a second chance. I say I'll wait until tomorrow To wipe the dust off of my Bible Cause 
There's so much more to God and Jesus and the Bible that we really need to know uh, before we die, other than just, is this the way to get to heaven or not? Like, there's so much more of a rich and abundant life that you can have when you listen and search and dive deep into the scriptures um, than just making God a check mark of heaven or hell. So that's where the song really hits me. And if, you know, someone wanted to hear this song, where can they go and listen to it? Uh, well, it's, it's everywhere music is sold right now. We, we signed up with this thing called Distro Kid, and they put it on Spotify. So if you look up Sam and Becca Mizell, you'll find it on Spotify. It's on App, Apple Music, Amazon, you know, all the things. Uh, the main place that we have really been trying to promote uh, heavily is our YouTube channel, and it's uh, youtube.com forward slash C forward slash Sam and Becca Mizell. That's how they do their official artist channels. If you looked up Sam and Becca Mizell artist channel, you would find you would find us. And we have lyric videos to Getaway Car, and uh, about half of our songs on our record, we're putting them out um, weekly. You know, and we're also doing like some behind the scenes, you know, doing some videos where we're talking about the song and the inspiration behind it. Yeah. And there's also some, uh, in addition to that, we're also doing some, uh, I've been doing some tutorials on some production stuff and songwriting things, you know, just some things I've learned through the years. Um, so that's, that's our really right now. That's where we're really trying to hover. Um, is in that YouTube realm. So please come and subscribe to our channel. Help feed our kids. <laughs> you know. Um, so yeah. So but uh, everywhere music is sold. You know, and you can come to our website, Sam and Becca Mizell Music dot com. Um, that is, uh, you know, you can find all that links to all that stuff there. So Sam and Becca, thank you so much for joining us here at Prices Highway today. And uh, looking forward to seeing what you all are going to be doing in the future. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you so much, Stephen. I appreciate it very much. Thank you. Well, that's all the time we have for this episode of Price is High with the podcast. I'd like to thank my guests for joining me and to you, the listening audience. If you like what you hear and want to make sure you get the show every time a new one drops, just smash that subscribe button and let those robots do the rest. Also, a big thank you to our presenting sponsor, Kerry Price at Price Sells Homes. Don't think twice. Call Kerry Price at 615-497-3317. Kerry Price, your Williamson County real estate expert. The show is also powered by in-house digital media, helping you elevate, educate, and expand your brand. 
Check out what in-house can do for you at inhousedigitalmedia.com. All right, y'all drive safe and as always, buckle up. Until next time, I'm Steve Price and you're not. Ain't you lucky. See ya. You've been listening to Price's Highway, a Steve Price totally terrible podcast production. 